It's Mac. Welcome back. Episode 41 of Icebreaker. Joined as always. AJ, how are you doing? Cooking. We're in the middle of a heat wave. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hot where we are. And I, I just got to say, we got to do this quick because the air conditioner that I have is on, is in this room and it's too loud for the podcast. So. Oh, no. I got to get I got to get back to air conditioning. here. <laughs> yeah, it's hot right now. And then we're supposed to have rain for like a week straight. If you're not from Winnipeg or from Manitoba, Maylong is a 100% guaranteed rain. And so that's exactly what we're getting here. It's nice. Yeah. Three guarantees, death, taxes, and Maylong raining. That's right. Just before we get going here, episode 41 of Icebreaker is presented by Tribute Digital. Tribute Digital provides e-commerce marketing solutions that go Past just impressions and clicks, focusing on revenue for your business. Contact Tribute Digital today to transform your digital business. Visit tribbute.com slash ice to start. Well, I want to lead it off with this. I've seen three or four videos now of teams coming on the ice with, you know, over 50% capacity. And the towels going and the PA saying like, welcome back to the ice, your whoever. And like these videos, like, I'm not afraid to say it, but like, it's making the hair on my arm stand up. Like I'm getting goosebumps all over again. Cause it's been so long and it's just, I mean, I love that stuff. To actually have fans back in the stands. It was game one of the playoffs. It was the caps and the, and the Bruins. And they did a little expose. And this is what gave me a bit of goosebumps. There was a little girl in the stands and she got hit with a puck in the face in the pregame, which happens how often. It's so cliche. And Brad Marchand autographed a stick and he skated it over to her. And and so she, they kept cutting back to her throughout the game with her little autographed stick. And that was what, you know, it's, it's seeing kids back at the games. It's seeing uh, just folks, like you said, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. The one I, like I've seen a few, but the, the one, the first one I saw was in Vegas and they already do a great production yeah. and they're coming on the ice and the guy's like screaming. He's like, it's nighttime. And then Gene Simmons was ripping the siren and it was wild. Just the like, Islanders too. I saw a, a layout of their, of their arena and half of it is split off for fully vaccinated people and they can pack it. And the other half is reserve seating for non-vaccinated people. And so one half of the building is going to be just electric and (laughs) packed with people. Uh, So hopefully that's the trend. We're obviously not going to see it in Canada uh, this year, but it's, it's gives us a little bit of hope. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, a little bit of hope, who do you have coming out of the North division? Out of the North Division, uh, Edmonton is playing the hottest hockey right now. And as a Jets fan, it it pains me to say it, but you got to watch McDavid and think this is just his season to go off. Jets got a real tough hill to climb. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I hope you're wrong. If you're listening, tweet us. Let us know who you think is coming out of the North Division. Um, I'm going to stay away from this one, but I hope you're wrong. I really do. (laughs) And... uh, I'm hoping the Jets can get past Edmonton and and see where that goes. Um, big, big weekend coming up in the PGA Tour and another major championship, the PGA Championship. And I mean, who doesn't like 
major golf on the weekend. Another exciting sport now to have fans back at because when they had the lull without fans last year and they were just, you know, playing down the 18th hole to end the tournament, it was kind of a dud. Now that's an exciting sport to watch with, with more spectators. You know, what's funny about that. Like when I'm golfing and I'm out with my buddies and whatnot, and I'm not right behind them when they're teeing off or shooting, I mm -hmm. lose the ball all the time. Yeah. And then you think about the spectators there that are way down the fairway or behind <laughs> the green and tracing that, but not only them, you think about the camera guys that are honed in on this ball the whole time it's in the air. You're like, how are you doing this? I can't even do this when I'm there in person behind the guy. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that job doesn't get the respect that it deserves. Guy like, or girl who has to film the golf ball. For sure. <laughs> DJ event, that is intense. Like <laughs> when you think about it, that is literally insane how they can keep that thing and then like it comes down and like sometimes they lose it right if it's an errant shot they like lose it and then all of a sudden it's just back in the frame they got it it's like whoa <laughs> do you think they do other things like do you think they shoot weddings i don't do you think they, and shoot they just they get the zoom in on the bride's face just <laughs> as she starts to well up and cry i mean there's money to be made there well i mean like the cbs guys you think it you think it's the same crew that does like Thursday night football or Monday night football. It could be, it could very well be like how talented are those individuals? It's all slow-mo now at this point. Well, Hey, I need slow-mo when I'm out there in real life. <laughs> Speaking of which I'm honing my golf game in when well, you got a winner for, uh, the PGA championship for the PGA championship. Um, I don't know. I was looking at the field, Rory, Rory McIlroy, I think he's is playing hot golf right now. And like I said, I think I said it last week on this show. Um, I would just love to see Rory get hot and take yeah. take the summer events. Well, I got a little something for you. And that's the Manitoba Building Trades hot take. Okay. And I'm going with a popular guy, but hasn't won many tournaments. I think just one. And I got Tony Finau this weekend coming out as a champion getting a major getting another w because he's literally known as mr runner-up yeah i think <laughs> i think uh i think this is his week his weekend so yep. that's the manitoba building trades hot take it's not just any project it's the opportunity of a lifetime it's about building something great for manitoba that's why you turn to the talent and craftsmanship of manitoba's expert trades people Manitoba Building Trades is Manitoba's unionized construction industry. Productive labor is our business with over 10,000 skilled trades professionals. We build what others can only imagine. Visit mbtrades.ca and come build with us. But I'm excited for that tournament. I just love watching golf. I hope your hot take goes a lot better than mine did last week. Um, <laughs> never before, it was the shortest ever amount of time before we collapsed a hot take was the very next night the jets punched their ticket and uh that, that ruined everything yeah it sure did i think After i put it out on social media saying it, it didn't work out but we did get one right <laughs> we're, we're trying our best uh speaking of the nhl playoffs do you want to do some nhl playoff trivia today i do and i'm expecting it to be tough based on what happened last week We'll see. I think a couple of these you have a very good chance uh, of going. I can't keep throwing them hard at you because I'm never going to get a question right again in this <laughs> trivia segment. So, uh, for, for instance, Mac, do you know the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? 
Well, it's got to be one of two teams, and I'm going to go with the Montreal Canadiens. In 1993, the Montreal Canadiens were the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. So, one for one. Uh, Next question. Who's the player to have won the most Stanley Cups? The one individual player to have the most. His name on the cup the most time. And I think it's from the same team. And, geez, I'm stuck between two people, but I met this guy at a banquet in Winnipeg. And is it Yvonne Cornway? It's not. Who was your second guy? I don't know his name. I, or Lafleur. It was Rocket. Oh, Richard. Rocket Richard yeah. with 11 Stanley Cups. Okay, but Yvonne Cornway has 10, right? I believe. Yeah, I, I believe. I believe you are right. Yeah. And I met him at a banquet. That's why his name popped into my head. I refuse to give you a half a point, though. Just yeah, forget because it. Because between me and Yvonne Cornway, we've won 10 Stanley Cups. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, the record for goals in a Stanley Cup playoffs in any year is 19 goals. Two players did it. Can you name either one of them? Two players did it. 19 goals in a Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm going to go with, well, I, I don't know. So I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky. No, but he uh, played for the same team. Yari Curry, Yari Curry was one of the the two. And Reggie Leach was the other to score 19 in a Stanley Cup playoff. Uh, this one has a little local tie-in. Okay. I wonder if you're going to pick up on this. Who's the goalie with the most consecutive wins in a playoffs? Most wins in a row in a playoff series. Well, that's a hint, tie. a little, little local tie-in. Well, a few names come to mind, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and go with Eddie Belfour. The Eagle. <laughs> Carmen Manitoba's yeah. Eddie Belfour. Uh, in 92, he went 11 straight. Wow. 11 straight wins in the playoffs. Two for four. Uh, two for two four. four. This is for the above average. Which team in the NHL has the longest active Stanley Cup drought. Oh, longest active Stanley Cup drought. Mm-hmm. It's 52 years. I wonder if that's going to help you out. Oh, I'm going to go with... Well, hang on. Are we including relocations here as a franchise? Mm, or it doesn't I, don't think it, I don't think it matters. Okay, I'm just going to go with the 52 years. 2021. Uh, I shouldn't have given you this many hints. Uh, I'm going to go with the Leafs. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go. <laughs> it was the Rangers originally, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they won it a few years ago. The Leafs haven't won it in 52 years. And I didn't even pick them to get out of the North Division. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so you know what my first guess, like when I asked about relocation, can you, yeah. you know who it was? uh no who phoenix you're thinking, you're, you're thinking okay phoenix yeah phoenix and the jets well but that's I gonna, wonder how it couldn't be maybe i should check my trivia well i don't think as a the jets since they joined the nhl i don't think it's been 52 years that is correct so as i was doing math i realized it, it wasn't them but 
Um, that was, that's what came to mind, but the Leafs, I mean, the Leafs are always, always a good team to beat up on, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. They have a lot to prove this year. Uh, it's exciting. I can't wait for them to win the Stanley cup this year, prove us all wrong and then have everybody deny it because it was a COVID season of hockey. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty funny. Actually. That's what you think is going to happen. Anything's possible, man. The playoffs. As Kevin Garnett says, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Before we get wrap up here, uh, another good show uh, today. I got on uh, the vice president of hockey operations, assistant general manager of the Winnipeg Ice, also happens to be my brother. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun conversation. I, I've been trying to get him on for a while, and he uh, he came on. We just chatted about the bubble, the young guns, the team moving forward, and then obviously. Uh, Peyton Krabs moving on to the NHL and what he has meant to the Winnipeg Ice. So uh, keep listening. That's coming right up right after this. The Icebreaker Show is presented by Tribute Digital. If you're looking to transform the growth of your business, then Tribute will provide you with proven online marketing solutions customized to achieve your goals. Visit them at tribute.com slash ice. That's tribute.com with two Bs forward slash ice. Joined by the Vice President of Hockey Operations and Assistant General Manager of the Winnipeg Ice, who also happens to be my brother. Uh, thanks for doing me a solid today. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be bringing this up in the future. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I guess we'll get right into it. And that's uh, you're fresh off the 2021 season in the Subway WHL Hub. How did you see that play out? Yeah, no. In all seriousness, uh, good to be on and. Yeah, obviously, um, it was really it was a really unique experience and something that uh, I think everyone will look back on and and have really good memories of. Um, for us as a group, I thought uh, you know it was from start to finish. I thought uh, you know everybody got better as the year went on, and I think um, you know the hockey was really good right out of the gate. I thought you know maybe it would take. Uh, take us and and you know even you know all the other teams for that matter some time to to get going but in a short season obviously you know there wasn't much time for that and um you know I thought thought every team you know showed up and after they got a game or two under their under their belt uh it was uh it was full on and a lot of close tight checking um games where you know I think uh good experience for all teams to be be a part of and um you know for for us specifically i think um you know we we learned a lot about our group and um excited about uh where things are headed do you think that an experience like that in the bubble being close-knit around everybody all the time was uh, a beneficial thing for the ice group in particular yeah i mean anytime you're, you're kind of with each other, um, you know, pretty much every day. Um, you know, obviously you're going to, you're going to grow close as a group or, and, and I should say, you know, I, I feel like when you talk to our coaches and our players, um, you know, we, we had a really tight group going in and I think that experience and that environment, um, only made them, made them grow closer. And I think, for the younger guys that um, that maybe it was their their first first time kind of being around the team, um, 
you know, was really helpful for them to, to get acclimated and, and integrated with, uh, with our group and the way we do things. And, um, you know, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that comes down to, you know, the kind of leadership we, we have, uh, starting with our coaches and, and obviously, um, you know, our, our, our players and the, the culture that, uh, that, that they've set there and, and, um, you know, that, uh, that, that Peyton chose as a, uh, as a captain. Speaking of young guys, there's a few 15 year old standouts within the East division bubble, but the ice had one of their own and that was Zach Benson. Was there any expectations for him going in? And then obviously he, uh, he put on a pretty good show. What did you see? Yeah, I think, you know, heading in, um, just being able to, to have them there and be around our group and, um, you know, practice was kind of the, the expectation uh, going in. And I think, you know, when you kind of saw his first practice and you saw, um, you know, just the way the, the way he was fitting in out there, you thought, geez, maybe, you know, maybe he'll be able to uh, to get in there right away. And, um, you know, I know talking with, with Zach and his family leading up to, to go into the bubble. Um, you know, we just talked about it, him coming and practicing and, and, you know, if he got in a game or two, that would be, that would be great. But, um, you know, certainly there was no expectations on our end for, um, for anything more than him coming and And like I said, being a part of our group and, um, you know, once he kind of got in that first game and, you know, you, you, you could tell that, uh, you know, this kid's a, a real, uh, real good player and, and somebody that uh, can, can play right away. And, you know, then he just, he just kind of built off that. And um, yeah, I mean, what he, what he was able to, to do there as a 15 year old um, was pretty, pretty impressive. And um, I think he finished, finished with, with 10 goals, 10 assists, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, for, for a guy, to, to come in with no expectations um, at, at a young age and, and do what he did was, was real impressive. And I think obviously, you know, we're, we're, we felt, uh, you know, he was going to be a real, real talented and, and real solid player um, on the team down, down the road. Um, just, just didn't know it would, would be this quickly. So yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty impressive. And, um, I think as, as a group, um, myself and, and, and Matt and the, and the coaches, um, you know, I think we're really excited to see, uh, see him continue to build off, uh, off what he did over those two months in the bubble. And he wasn't the only young guy to step up and carve out a role for himself. And if we move into, you know, Connor Geeky, Skylar Bruce, Chase Berthelet, you know, Daniel Hauser, the list goes on of young guys, but what did these 24 games do for, you know, the younger half, we'll call it of the team uh, for future seasons moving forward? Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, that's, that's, uh, you know, whether you're a young player or, or a player that um, is, is maybe has some more experience in the league You're it was the development year and um you know, that was the, the idea of the season is to, to give everybody an opportunity to, to develop, whether they're a younger player or, you know, a player that's looking to get drafted or a player that's 
maybe 19 or 20 looking to earn a contract. So um, in terms of the younger guys, I think they, they certainly um, show that they're, you know, that they're ready to be real good players in the league um, got better as, as it, uh, as it went along and they, they got more comfortable uh, playing in playing in games. And obviously with a, with a jam packed schedule, like it was, um, you know, there wasn't, um, wasn't much time for, for, for practice when you're, when you're playing every, every other day. So, um, you know, I think our coaches really helped them. And obviously there was some, some learning curves, but uh, yeah, as a, as a whole, um, you know, I think we're, we're excited about uh, where this team's headed and um, a number, like you said, a number of talented uh, young players that uh, are going to, uh, becoming you know becoming real big parts of the team and um you know a, a lot of uh a lot of things i are a lot of uh i guess lessons and um cer certain ways of you know how to how to take care of yourself day-to-day -day basis of you know playing at such a high level um a lot of that i i think uh you, you got to credit the, the the older guys that uh, set that culture up, and um, you know can't say enough about uh, Peyton and and his leadership group. Um, you know, passing on just how important it is to 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 take care of yourself and give yourself the best opportunity to to play your best every night. So, um, you know, they they were around that for for two months, and I think that's going to be invaluable experience for them. And you brought him up and we're going to end on that. And that's just Peyton Krebs and what he did this year uh, coming back to the ice and playing the 24 games. And then I guess the last one, uh, after you go over that, um, just what it meant to, uh, to you, the ice organization to see him playing his first NHL game with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, following the WHL season. Yeah. I mean, can't really, uh, I just, I'm not sure the, the, the right way to put it. You just can't really, you know, put into words what, uh, I gotta make sure I say this right to give them, give them the proper, uh, <laughs> proper recognition here. But I guess the best way to put it is, I, I think Peyton's everything that, uh, you know, that you, that you want in a player. Um, he's, you know, what he did for, for our group, um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think the, the way the team's set up and the way, you know, the, the guys carry themselves, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice, that's all. And, and, and in my mind, that's all, uh, credit to Peyton, um, you know, came in at 16, obviously we had a couple tough years, his first two years and, you know, he stuck in there and, and, uh, made, made sure that that he was part of the solution. It was important to him to be part of the solution. And, um, you know, he, he, he set up, set a culture, a standard. Um, he, he set, set the team up essentially, um, for, for how, how important it is to be a, he carries himself like a pro and, and he expects his teammates to, and that's been, that's been passed down to, to all of them. So, um, you know, he's, 
he's as in, in my mind, he's in our, I guess, five years uh, being there, he's obviously what he did for us and, and in, in terms of turning the culture around and, and, and I'm not even talking about what he did, did on the ice. Obviously he's a fantastic player and he's going to have a long career in the NHL. But, um, you know, I just, I can't say enough good things about, about him. And, you know, this is, uh, these are all things, things I told him, uh, the last night there. And, you know, it's, uh, certainly, it was certainly an emotional, emotional night, but, uh, to see him play in the NHL, his first game, you know what, it's, you want to talk about a guy that, uh, just, he, he's, he's one of those guys that, um, he's always ready. He's, he trains all the time. He takes care of himself all the time. Um, you know, he was actually joking when he, the night before he left, uh, we were, we were chatting just before he took off and, you know, he said, uh, you got to come down to, to watch my, my first NHL game. And I said, geez, I said, I think, uh, I think that might be sooner than you think. And, you know, sure enough, about a week later, he was, he was in the lineup and, um, no, no, no surprise really for, for, for me. I mean, the guy, uh, the, the guy brings it every single night, you know what you're getting. And, um, you know, to see him reach that, that, that dream of his and play that first game was, was amazing and couldn't have been more happy for him and his family he comes from a great family. So, um, you know, obviously got a bit of a, bit of an injury there. Um, right now, which, uh, which he's out, but, you know, Peyton's going to play in the NHL for, for a long, long time. And, um, of course, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of his now, but, uh, you know, in my opinion, he'll, uh, not only is he going to play for a long time, I think he's going to be, uh, be a heck of a player for a long time. So, um, pretty, pretty cool to see. Well, well said, and we're going to leave it at that. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And like I said, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking to collect on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to just about do it for this week's episode of Icebreaker. Thanks again for tuning in, downloading, watching on YouTube, subscribing. It's all appreciated uh, very much. So if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on social media at Icebreaker Show with two W's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you want, hop in on it. Let us know who you think is coming out of the North Division. And uh, curious to see who you think. I'm going to go with the Jets, but I stayed out of that earlier. I'm going to make my pick here now, and that's the Jets. And I uh, hope everybody has a great week, and we will talk to you next week.